This week on Another Brother. One of the most like jaw-dropping things that David told Congress was he informed them of a multi-decade long UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program that the U.S. government has been executing. Amorphous. Oh, yeah, it was He said moving. that he saw the lights in a, in a row, in a row blinking randomly, and then it turned into it. the lights on the outside moved down and made an arc. Oh. So, like, the last page <laughs> is a picture of us right after we nearly died. What are we talking about today? I'm not gonna say it's aliens, <laughs> but, but it's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> and we've got a guest who was on an unpublished episode first, but now is gonna be on this published episode. Yay! Yay. Uh, our sister Liz. <laughs> Ooh, cue the clap track. Yay! Um, yes, Liz was a part of our first failed recording. Because <laughs> I was there. No. And we finally convinced her to come back and to help help with a topic that is always near and dear to my heart. No, you're thinking. No, it's not that. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what you're thinking, actually, but it's aliens. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Liz, what cool thing just happened? Uh um I don't actually know what it's called, but it was a Congress hearing um about aliens. Yeah, it was. Let me find. I can't remember which subcommittee it was. Something about for some reason our oh, it was um the compliance and oversight. Oh, the the oversight committee. And accountability. About aliens? Literally about aliens or about no. UAP? So the committee is the House or Senate right, committee yeah. on right. oversight right. and accountability. But the hearing is on? UAP. UAPs. As rolled under the subcommittee on national security. And is it UAP or UAPs for plural? Because you don't put an UAPI. S at the end of phenomenons. Hmm. So it should be UAP singular and yeah. plural, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all-encompassing. I said that wrong. Just like the phenomena itself. All-encompassing. For some background, this is for anyone who listens that has not seen this or heard of this. The UAP hearings were first held on July 26, 2023. So as of this recording, that was a couple days ago. And they were attended by David Grush, who's a former military intel officer who became a whistleblower and told House lawmakers that Congress is being kept in the dark about unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's your UAP right there. David Grush alleged at the hearing that executive branch agencies have withheld information about the mysterious objects for years. Grush served as a representative on two Pentagon task forces investigating UAP until earlier this year. So he was on the UAP task force, which our friend Travis from... That TV show of notoriety, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch, uh, was also on that task force, right? Is he our friend now? 
oh yeah, Travis and us go way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just say it enough, <laughs> enough it becomes true. So one of the most like jaw-dropping things that David told Congress was he informed them of a multi-decade long UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program that the U.S. government has been executing. Um, he said he was denied access to those programs when he requested access, and he accused the military of misappropriating funds to shield these operations from congressional oversight. He later said he had interviewed officials who had direct knowledge of aircraft with non-human origins. We don't call it extraterrestrial anymore or alien. I guess the new Vogue term is non-human intelligence. It's more PC. And so-called biologics were recovered from some craft, which I don't know if that's a real word. But no, actually, that sounds more governmental, military kind of, speak. Yeah. Basically, um, they have aliens, though. Yeah, you'd think. That's kind of what it sounds like. So I guess it is about aliens in the yeah. end. And no, the, they say non-humans. Right. Well, I think he said non-human biologics. Yeah. Right. The congress lady, Congresswoman Luna, she first said, I think, you know, her staffers probably prepared her, but I think she asked him, and she found, you know, extraterrestrial biologics, right? And then he re reiterated the phrase biologics. It's kind of strange. But that made me think, you know, mm. like, they didn't say bodies. Right. But then all these, like, little yeah. news uh, entities start saying, like, alien body, bodies of pilots or whatever. I don't remember him saying pilots. I remember him saying biologics. No, in fact, somebody specifically asked. So you have, like, later, I think, even asked, you have the pilots then, basically? And he's like, like I said earlier, we oh, yeah. have biologics and that was all he said and i can't talk about it in open and then yeah he said that a lot Mm. yeah so in my mind okay right because there's like two stop me if i'm going beyond the scope of what we wanted to talk about (laughs) all right but um there's kind of like two ufo uap fan bases right there's like nuts and bolts nuts and bolts the aliens drive the things Mm -hmm. or control them and there's the UFO as alien. Right. Like the craft itself. It's is not a craft. Right. Mm. It's a life form. It is the alien. Like in the movie Nope. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. Oh, spoiler. Which, that transformation looks a lot like the squids and octopus videos that I've seen on YouTube lately. Might have taken inspiration. Horrifying mm. transformations. Yeah. Um, not to mention octopus DNA. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of this world. But if I say too much, Shane is going to come on as a ghost just to fact check me on everything. So <laughs> we'll leave it out. But yeah, he said biologics. So that's the question. Biology has to have some sort of like organic, what we would call like organic tissue mm-hmm. or something like that. Could be that bacteria. if there were pilots, they incinerated themselves, but we found their food. Oh. That, that wasn't really serious, but <laughs> I mean, technically it would fit. They're pop. They're like, oh no, we're going down. <laughs> just... pull, Jimmy, pull the the embolism device. Or they have like a cyanide pill and a tooth, and they just jump down on it, and it's actually an enzyme that melts them. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking more along the lines of like non-earth-based like bacteria, maybe. like maybe these craft were built yeah. in a clean room, yeah, sterile environment, yeah. Maybe they're, they are remotely operated, drone-like craft, but 
yeah, through whatever processes of leaving and coming and going, collected some non-Earth bacteria. So just the choice of words. Yeah, very government, very like designed to be specific, but also vague. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, it sounds to me just from one of the things that you've said that he said, it sounds like some things are at a level of classification and like he knows, he understands what what the levels of classification are and he's following it. Whereas beforehand, before he came out with all of this stuff, it was not being properly reported on. Like there was, there were things that were of a level of classification where Congress should have been made known, may have been made aware. It wasn't being done, but he's not going to just hand over everything. He's not a lunatic. He's still following the correct protocol guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a big part of this whole thing happening is that all these Congress men and women were like, okay, we don't know anything about this. We've tried asking to get this information. We're not allowed. Why are we not allowed? Why is this being hidden? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And yeah, this, these guys are all, the one in specific, I can't remember which one, was very cautious because he seemed to be the one that knew, I guess, the most. Yeah. And they asked so many things and the majority of what he said during that two hours or whatever was, uh, I can't say that. Uh, we can talk about it later in a non-public, but yeah, so. Yeah, the whole thing seems very strategic. So basically, um, this committee needed to get these three guys in front in a public open setting to get their testimonies on public record, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And I think, and then follow it up with a skiff-based high classification level discussion where all the nitty-gritty details come out that the Congress members are authorized to hear. And in part, I think a lot of that is to do kind of, so the same reason why they got, so you're, um, you're talking about David Grush. That was yeah. Grush. Um, the reason they went with the drive for the initial story to break the story was because the uh, like New York Times and these other news organizations weren't moving fast enough. And the Leslie Keene and I can't remember both reporters behind him. They're the ones behind the Tic Tac New York Times article, if I'm correct. Yeah, she's in that show that I mentioned to you yeah. guys oh, yeah. on, the, on Disney Plus. Nat Geo. Nice. Yeah. And probably um, George Knapp probably is too. Not yet. So George was sitting right behind Dave Grush at the hearing. Mm. He's sitting right there. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Leslie Keene and her, her partner um, – they went to the drive with this news article with Dave Grush because these other locations were moving fast enough and they were so worried and concerned that if they didn't get his story out fast enough, that it would imperil him like mortally and as a witness and as a testifier. Hmm. So there's like, you know, you, you kind of see it with like mob uh, hit jobs. Mm-hmm. Like when you're going to court cases, like the mobsters will try to, knock their guy out, this guy out before he testifies against him. Right. Um, that kind of feeling kind of pervaded the hearing. Yeah. They asked a lot, like, have you ever been intimidated or received physical, you know, like physical violence? Or they even asked, are you aware of anyone who has been killed? They first asked up? if 
you know of anybody that's been harmed? And he yes. was like, yeah. Harmed slash injured, I think. Yeah. Yep. And he said, yes. Do you know anybody that was killed? And then he was like, uh, yeah, I can't talk about that here. Yeah. He said, I have presented the individuals who know that information to the inspector general. <laughs> hmm. That was specifically about the UAP crash retrieval program. So have they gotten any answer? This is still ongoing, is it not? Um, yeah, this was... It probably won't be by the time this episode is published, but as we're speaking... It might. I mean, it might take it might. months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? To okay. get all, everything through. Yeah. Um, have they had any answers as to why are we not getting the information that we need? Why has this been so difficult? Have they answered any of that yet? Or is that all... I can't talk about that here in the open. A lot of that. Yeah. yeah they, okay. They. He's kind of alluded to certain high power figures within both the federal government and former government who are now like senior execs in defense contracting companies who wield a lot of influence and power and money to kind of keep things under wraps. I haven't seen anything or read anything about this uh, congressional hearing, but in this National Geographic show, I think it's called um, Investigating UFOs. Oh. And then it has a subtitle that I... Undisclosed? Or no, no, no. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I can look it yeah. up, but it's not that important. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and links in the show notes for anyone who wants to watch it, because I do. I saw the messages come through, but it was a bad day, so I didn't read it thoroughly. Or, it talks um, a lot about um, that article. The New York Times Tic Tac? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with David that Fraber. How that all built up and they them like getting it out and stuff. Oh, cool. called it is called UFOs investigating the unknown. And it talks about and to a lot of journalists. Leslie Keen is regularly in the program talking about more or less the history of the non-disclosure basically. Mm. Project Blue Book and all of its names that came before it became Project oh, Blue Book. Curious. The head scientist for Project Blue Book that I can't remember the name of right now and how he was a huge skeptical. Oh, yeah. Heinick or something? Yeah, Heinick. Good job. Oh, Heinick was the... Lead scientist for Blue Book. Oh. Initially or always a skeptic? Always a skeptic. Not always. Initially. You're right. Initially. And he, he was writing off as many of these things as he could possibly get. And I don't remember them saying specifically that Heinick was hired to do that. I'm not sure they were taking that approach uh, yet. I think so, kind of. There was another scientist later that was specifically yes. and he hired closed to do that. Project Blue Book, right? University their, of Colorado. He wrote yeah. their final report, closed the book on it. He yeah. was like, this is all... Without reading okay. the 999 other pages written by his students, that gave a lot of credit to a lot of the sightings. Mm. He wrote his one-page conclusion saying, the government needs to wash their hands of this and stop. This is stupid. Because he didn't want to believe, and he was paid to do it. Also, awesome. So they so they tell this whole background context, all of that stuff. That's while, so great. While also going into a lot more recent uh, sightings and the people that were part of the sightings. So we've got, <laughs> dang it, I can't remember the name of the pilot. I can only remember his uh, call sign. It, it's <laughs> it's Fravor. His David call Fraver. sign was sex. Oh, no, not <laughs> Come on, I that's don't too understand. short. Uh, you can't. Yeah. I, I remember very clearly it was his first name, 
sex in quotation marks and his last name. Oh, that shouldn't fly. It sounds too much like Well, six. he did. He was a pretty good pilot. Over the radio. <laughs> you... uh, but also his, uh, his wingman during the Tic Tac sighting, uh, a female pilot that I also do not remember the name of. Uh-oh. What's her nickname? I don't remember that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they talked to them both about that sighting and the radar technician who watched it happen and also analyzed everything afterwards. Um, and then they also go into um, this uh, Stephenville, Texas sighting from 2008. Oh, you brought that up, but I didn't, I didn't look into it. Oh, yeah. 2008? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they also have Congress folks on the show, one of which is in Parks and Rec. Leslie Nope writes a little, what, what do you call that? Love letter. No. <laughs> she has she has the Congresswoman's book and she wrote something in it and then asked her to sign it. Oh, oh yeah. Saying, so I, saying, oh. I, I I left extra space if you think there's anything else you want to add. Like, you're my she, best friend. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you're my inspiration and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, I think I've said everything I yeah. want to say. That's her? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's her. I, I wish I could remember her name. I don't remember the names of any of these Congress yeah. people. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, they had a Republican congressman who said Republicans are just as interested in these things and just as open-minded about them as the Democrats. And mm. it's an interesting show mm. um, and makes me want to look into this congressional hearing, of course. It was it was uh, it was awesome, I think. But I think there was an agenda. I think there was a political agenda, mm. but the political agenda seemed to be because, I mean, this is the oversight committee yeah so the agenda was we should have oversight over all um intelligence programs and i think they established pretty well that you know they clearly don't i mean i think that is the law right now yeah i don't don't think it's just that's the way it should be i think it's that's the way it is on the books right it's just it's really it's a fascinating problem set though because who says any of these congress people are trustworthy Enough to hold a clearance and to have access to all of these extremely sensitive programs. As a normal American citizen, you get vetted first. And if you're not vetted, you don't get you don't get it. You don't have the privilege of working in it. Right. For politicians, you get vote like the American people say, you know, give them what they want. Yeah. There's a lot to our government. Our government is so bloated now. Yeah. In its function. I, I don't even know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, Congress, Congress that represents the American people runs the show. The military defers to the people. Um, the intelligence communities, Department of Defense defer to the American citizen. So it's just really, it's, it's a strange, strange dance of sorts. Well, and something that I, I mean, I learned a lot of things, obviously, but Something that I didn't know at all that was happening was that there are plenty of commercial pilots that see these things all the time, too. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I thought for sure it was just with the military and their drills and everything, them mostly finding stuff. But I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to become a pilot. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wanted to be a biologist so I could find Bigfoot. Um, One of the things I thought was the most interesting, not about Blue Book, but about the 
University of Colorado. I think it's University of Colorado. If it's not University of Colorado, it's a university in Colorado. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, that was given the this job of basically wrapping everything up for the for the military. They didn't have to keep answering all of these calls. Was that the sighting that they thought was the most interesting and the most credible was the McMinnville, Oregon sighting? Yeah. Really. From the 1950s. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that one keeps sticking around, huh? It's just because of the... Yeah, well, and the accounts that they recorded and kept is pretty wild. They they wrote quite a bit about it in that report. This is what um, is hard. This is is what's hard for me to spin my head around. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, you know, you guys know I'm like a 95% alien guy. What does that mean? Ninety five percent alien. You're ninety five percent. Five percent. I'm like, show me, and then okay. I'll trust it. Ninety five percent is like, shut up. Five <laughs> percenter. Uh, it's real. So all these like older sightings that we consider that we're aware of mm-hmm. are like the nuts and bolts type. Yeah. Right. But they do more, appear that way way more than yeah the glowing orbs of today. Right. So the question being, did we just not did we see those and just not think they were weird or alien technology is advanced <laughs> and now they are glowing orbs <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, but interesting i mean it's not like they're all the same exact thing which is another thing to wrap my head around they're not all the same thing like there there are quite a few different uh witnesses Mix of and models these. Oh. well yeah <laughs> but witnesses of the ones that are uh, a cube? No, no, it's a it's a sphere. Oh yeah, a clear sphere with a cube inside. Yeah, and then so, like, there's the, the corners of the cube are all touching the yeah inside of inside the, of the sphere. And then there's the you know stereotypical saucer. There's that the one in Texas from was it Stephenville that yeah. was a mile a mile wide, wide with, he estimated. Uh, lights all around it, but what it was it was. There's also shape shifting, amorphous. Oh yeah, it was. He moving. said that he saw the lights in a in a row, in a row, blinking randomly, and then it turned into it. The lights on the outside moved down, and made an arc. Oh, downward towards the ground. But you can see the craft itself, or you can only see like that's, that's what I don't know. You get a sense of an outline of it. I don't know that. I've I tried to listen carefully for any indication of that, but no, I don't even remember point, what time of day. At some point, somebody said like it's moving around, but you can tell it's one physical thing. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Here's the weird thing. Crazy. Uh, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, got their hands on radar data of the area from that time period where it was supposed to be going on, and they found multiple radar pings in a line as if it were separate crafts which is why i'm confused about whether it was one or separate mm. things mm. yeah that's just that's nuts i and bolts ah <laughs> 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 Hey, kids, do you know what time it is? Story time! Okay, so I'm going to tell this story, and I'm mostly telling it out of spite to my husband. Oh, no. To make him admit how wonderful he is. 
Because he mm. doesn't like doesn't to really do that. sound like spite. But <laughs> he go told ahead. me not to do it, but I'm doing it anyway. So it's that spite. There it is. Um, Jared grew up his his dad and his siblings all uh, went in. Well, actually, no. Their grandfather bought this cabin on the beach in Rockaway, Oregon, and then. You know, he passed away and then the the ownership went to all the kids, you know, so they've all shared it throughout the years. And eventually they had to sell it in, I guess that was 2020. Yeah, he mentioned this when he was last year. Yeah, that was episode 12. My bad, forgot. Oh, good. Um, Yeah, so we we went on like one last trip with his parents uh, in 2020 to spend a few days at the cabin. Um, And so, you know, we brought... All the beach stuff. We brought boogie boards to go, you know, play in the water. And I had never actually gone boogie boarding before because I'm terrified of water. I'm terrified huh. of bodies of water. I love rain and showers, but I don't like... What about puddles? I like puddles. About- puddles are fine. I can't drown in a puddle. My body is 70% water. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big body of water. Uh, um... So, like, whenever I went to the beach, I, I mean, I'd play up until, like, the water hits my waist mostly, and I'd, mm-hmm. but I'd never go farther than that one. That's pretty deep in the ocean. I mean, yeah, it's cold. Especially in the Pacific. North, Pacific. North Pacific. The, the yeah. Oregon coast is cold. Uh, the waves are pretty strong. They're always, you know, we're always told about riptides and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. even though, like, I would, you, I mean, you guys would go farther, too, sometimes. One time I went farther than that. If I had a boogie board, I would go further, but yeah. without any flo- floaties. I, remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember you guys and dad too going out and, you know, like wave hopping. Yeah. Trying to get me to go farther, but I wouldn't. Yeah. But anyway, so this, I was like, oh, this might be the last time I go to the beach in a while also because we don't live in Oregon anymore. Yeah. So I let Jared convince me to try boogie boarding. You know, I... We go, it's fun, I'm getting used to it, and so I get more daring. We're going out farther and farther, and we're fine, and it's so fun. And it's, usually I'm terrified of water, but I was having so much fun. And until I look back and realize I can't see Jared, and the coastline is farther away than I expected. Oh, And I can't touch the ground anymore. Were you in a riptide? And I got caught in a riptide. Oh. Oh, boy. And... Did you swim sideways? I tried. So you you couldn't feel. I couldn't feel. You couldn't feel like you were being. You couldn't feel like the speed of it or. Uh uh-uh, uh It just happened. Crazy. And. Did you have a board? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, oh, if I didn't have that, I would. I would be dead. I would have died. I I remember you know, at at the point where I couldn't feel the ground anymore. I I think there might have also been like a. I mean, that's probably where the riptide came from. I think there might have been a drop off a bit. There might sure. be more of a current, you know, to for the riptide to go to. And and even when I started getting like battered under, I still couldn't feel the ground. I couldn't feel the sand. And so I was like, okay, okay, uh, swim sideways. Well, I suck at swimming. I uh, tried taking lessons and that never really worked. Yeah, for the record, uh, stewards are land-based creatures. <laughs> I swim pretty good. Okay, maybe Jacob does too, I don't know. It's not freestyle. I hate that stroke. Okay, the yellow and red Stuart are (laughs) not water people. I sink pretty hard. 
I've also got asthma. So hey, I did started too. having trouble breathing also oh, while trying no. to figure this out. It's so, cold. It's on. It's everywhere. You're panicking anyway. I can't see where Jared is. I can't swim sideways. I'm doing my darndest. I can't. Can't even go swim. I'm. I'm just getting hit over the head with waves. You're out by the breakers. Must be. Oh. Yeah. Uh, where the waves break. Oh. So they would actually yeah, fall uh-huh. on top of you. Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting hit. I'm. Quite sure I'm about to drown, doing my darndest to swim, and I'm at least able to hold on to the board and you're like sideways up under my arm, but I am not really able to do much else. And I was really panicking. I was like, I'm I'm actually about to die right now, and I can't do anything about it until I hear Jared yelling, and then I feel him grab me, and we start struggling. And Jared is a good swimmer. You know, he grew up going to the coast and. Actually going to pools and stuff like mm. we didn't. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the pools too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. And you know he's he's, he's surfed before and all this, and so he's and he's strong and a lot bigger. <laughs> <than me. laughs> all right, but, what else? Keep going. This gets us out. <laughs> so he's actually able to get us moving, but and like you know I don't know how long I was out there struggling by myself and how long it was us trying to get back, but it felt like forever. Felt like forever of him. Pulling me, and you know, we're trying to go sideways, trying to go forward a little bit, going sideways. I still feel like it's getting farther and farther away. I'm just like, okay, great. Now I'm gonna make Jared die with me. Like, I could have just gone on my own, but no, Jared had to come try to be a hero. Now we're both gonna die. That's great. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. And I feel like I was just a dead weight, and he's just pulling me because I'm like also. Feeling like I'm close to having an asthma attack while I'm out in the middle of the ocean. And I don't know. Anyways, eventually we get to the point where I can kind of touch the ground. And so I start pushing. But it feels like, I don't know, the tide was going out. I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It was pretty crazy. But I'm trying to, you know, push on my tippy toes and swim. And I feel like I'm not moving at all. And we're just struggling. I don't know. It felt like forever. At least 15 minutes. Gosh, we eventually get up onto on the sand with both our feet down and we're able to really walk out and we get to, you know, we're able to like fall down on our hands and knees outside of the water and we're looking around at other people and they're kind of looking at us like we're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't just see us nearly die. I don't know. And so, we're, you know, we're sitting there, we're laying there and we I start crying. I don't know what Jared was doing, but I'm crying. Uh, and also, you know, like, you just saved my life. Like, do you get that? He's like, no, no, you would have been fine. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't You came because no, no, you, you knew I was Yeah, uh, you were great. You were, I, I just missed you. I came out to save you because you were going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and and this, I mean, that's why he didn't want me to tell the story. He doesn't want to admit that he was a hero, that he was actually cool and saved my Hugh life. Bonnie Taylor. What? Bonnie Taylor. Dang it. <laughs> I still don't know who that is. Yeah. I need a hero. Oh. Oh. Cute Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lizzie. Well, anyways. Hugh Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we uh, also not wanting to freak our, his parents out because we're assuming that they would have seen us go way out. But. So, you know, we start walking back and they're like, oh, it's like you guys had fun. You're so wet. Did you have fun? And we're like, 
uh, yeah, yeah, we're totally fine. Yeah, it's great. And his mom loves taking pictures. She's like, okay, let me take pictures of you guys in your wetsuits. They have a picture of when yes. you almost died. <laughs> and that is in the book that his mom printed for everybody to like commemorate the cabin. Ah. So like the last page Creepy. is a picture of us right after we nearly died. His Good parents still don't know. Because we yeah. almost died. Because, gosh, yeah. Yeah, that made Jared be like, I'm okay not going to the beach for a while yeah. now. This is why he said that was a traumatic day. Oh, he did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not because it, of all the emotions of no. losing the cabin, though that probably played, played yeah, some part. No, he was pretty torn up, but no, we nearly died. I nearly died oh at least. My gosh. I don't know. He would have been fine. But <laughs> he would have been fine. <laughs> we're, un- we're unraveling the web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his parents still don't know. So wow. Hopefully they don't listen. I'd be surprised if they did. We immediately told all of his siblings, though, when we got home. Yeah. While his parents were away. <laughs> was it so? Yeah. With events like that, you like it kind of not uncommon for like time to like stand still, right? I wonder if that, because riptides like move you quick. I yeah. wonder if it just like, if you guys were just like out and, you know, back so oh, quickly that, yeah. that no one really had an opportunity to even be like oh look at them well, you guys were out there forever what were yeah. you doing right yeah if yeah it felt like forever to me especially because I feel like the majority of the time was me struggling before Jared even got to me yeah and there was actually a point like right before Jared got to me that I was like I can't keep struggling I'm gonna have to stop struggling soon right and just let it happen, I guess. I don't know. I did my best to like get up on the board and everything, but I, I can see the dramatized. <laughs> the dramatized. She just leans back and puts her arms up above her head, like, uh, and then right into Jared's arms. <laughs> nah, it was like ah, uh, it was so stressful, and Ugh. I can't believe he actually got to me too. I feel like I was so far out. I don't know. What beach was this? Rockaway. Rockaway. Hmm. Can I picture Rockaway Beach? Is that the beach that we went to post-chemo camp out? Was Jared there? No. Then no. I think... I went. With, with I've the been there. trailer? When we went trailer camping? Oh, no, that was it. That was with Vicky. But, well, was, they weren't there, but was it was at their, in their trailer. Post-chemo. They set it up yeah, for us and yeah. left. Yeah, I thought they were there. No. Oh. They were there for a second, though. And we, like... Sad in a little yeah, grass no, patch no, to yeah, get yeah. out of the wind. I remember. No, that that was a uh, Pacific City. Rockaway oh, yeah. is pretty much Rockaway. It's as it sounds. Say rocks. It was very. It was, it was a lot. It's like rocks, right? It's like smaller rocks. It's not very sandy. No. Really? Yeah. It's oh. a different beach. The day yeah. I went there, it was really overcast. Okay. And gloomy, like it. So the sand looked like rocks. <laughs> so I want to get your eyes to set a <laughs> to uh, make a long story short. They're basically rocks. No. <laughs> Isn't that what all sand is? Well, yeah, tiny, tiny rocks. <laughs> churches, churches. So when you say that you were trying to swim sideways, yeah. What What are you saying exactly? I. It's not the side stroke. You're supposed to go. Yeah. No. North yeah. Or I south. Yeah. Perpendicular. So you're trying to swim north or yeah. south. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, all you nieces, nephews, and brothers, 
If you're in a riptide, you need to swim north or south. So look for land. If you can't see it, give up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, ah, wait, but no. Sw- <laughs> swim parallel to the land yeah. so that you move with the land when swimming. Out directly out of the flow of the riptide. Right, because the riptide takes you away from land. I mean, just don't go out that far if you're not a good swimmer, too. Because I swear I was doing my darndest, and I was just getting pushed out farther and farther. And I don't know, like, yeah. eventually you're supposed to break out of it, but well, it I would have been, been com- dead anyway. It might have been a combination of the tide and a riptide. <sighs> like, the tide was going out, yeah, and you I, didn't know it. I just suck at swimming, I guess, mostly. <laughs> I mean, truth. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't trust it. I have a very strong mistrust of the water. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going knee deep at most again. That will be the rest of my life. I was right. I had it right the first time. <laughs> not. It's just scary out in the ocean. Like, you, you don't know what else is around you out there. You can't see it. Yeah, I felt lots of stuff too. Yeah, I hated not cool. it. <laughs> so that's funny because I actually feel I feel safer. In if you can get your mind water, if you can get your mind yeah. into the right place, yeah, like where you're not thinking about what you can't see, but if you think about the fact that you could not be seeing something yeah. that's right there, then you're in trouble. <laughs> Interesting. No, I hate pools. I'd much rather go to a lake yes. or a river. Yeah, than a pool. And again, I've been to some crystal clear Oregon lakes too, yeah. and being able to see the bottom freaked me out. Yeah, too. that's scarier to me. <laughs> it looks like it's a mile away, but I can see it because of the like magnification of the water or something and it freaks me out yeah i hate it i always have this idea that there's like a malevolent sea creature yeah all water and as soon as my legs go in it's gonna get me (laughs) we're we're too scottish looking for we're afraid of kelpies yeah the kelpies yeah we're in a landlocked (laughs) state now we good yeah it's fine bear lake was great yeah i mean bear lake was pretty shallow yeah it had a pretty wide shallow end yeah the pool the north end Pool. <laughs> that is where we were, I think. This is the north end, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, the shallow part of it was so long. Well, <sighs> that just gives us one more reason to like Jared even more. Yeah. And then you married him. That, that was after. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he pulls you out and you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, marriage proposal. He's like, no, <laughs> I knew it. You guys were already married. Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, shoot. Do it. You're going to do it better. Thank you for being our brother. Wow, did that we might just be too energetic, that? though. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then. Okay. For, for being our brother. The first one was too energetic. Gotcha. For show notes, rock and merch, and other brother goodness, check out our website at anotherbrotherpodcast.com. Be sure to come back next week and tell your friends so they too can become a brother of a hill.